Today's podcast is brought to you by Pastor Daniel Berlanga of Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. I want to share what the Lord has placed in my heart. Um, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 26. And tonight we'll be speaking on calling out on God, calling out to God. And um, we that live in this time, we are extra blessed because we can call out to God in the name of Jesus. If you stop and think about it, people in the Old Testament, they didn't have the name of Jesus. But we are blessed because we have that. We have that available to us. But even in the Old Testament... Jeremiah 32, 26 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything? God asks a question. And it's a deep question. God asks, is there anything too hard for me? And the answer, of course, is no. God is the God of the impossible. That's the first thing I want you to take in tonight, is that we serve a God of the impossible. And there is nothing too hard for God to do. That's the God we serve. If you go over to Jeremiah, the next chapter, chapter 33, Verse 2 and 3. It says, this is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. And he says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things. You do not know. So the second thing I want you to see tonight is that not only do we serve a God of the impossible, but here he says, call to me, call to me, and I will answer. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm trying to get a hold of people, and all you get is their voicemail, answering machines. You never can get a hold of them. Sometimes you're calling people and um, um, you get an answering machine, you get a voicemail, and sometimes they don't answer. (laughs) Sometimes you have to keep on calling. Uh, Now we have texting. I personally don't text. I I barely use a phone. But there's a different way of communicating. But God says, call to me, and he promises to answer. That's awesome. So we've established here that we serve a God of the impossible. And then he says, call me, call to me, and I will answer. Two great things that we need to establish tonight. And and once we've established that, I want to share three testimonies of people that called out to the Lord. And God answered in the word of God. 
first one, the first person that we're going to look at is uh, found in Mark 5 and starting on verse 24. Mark 5, verse 24. Word of God says, a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. That's a long time. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. So we see here the Lord Jesus walking through, passing through. And the Bible says that there was a great multitude of people around him. There were so many people, they were pressed up around him. This crowd was moving all at the same time. You know, a lot of people are interested in Jesus. A lot of people like to hear about Jesus. There's a lot of people pressed around him. But here we see a woman that had a very big need. She was hopeless. She was desperate. She had reached a point in her life that she didn't know what to do or where to go. The Bible says here that she had spent all her money So this indicates that she may have been a very wealthy woman. But the things of the world sometimes aren't enough in our lives. Sometimes we go to places thinking that we're going to find the help, and the relief that we need in our lives. Whether it be physical like this woman or maybe emotional. Or maybe it's in a relationship that you're having problems in. And you go to so many different places, yet you don't have an answer. Sometimes we become like this woman, hopeless, desperate. Spend all our money trying to find a solution. But all the while, Jesus is here. Jesus is here. The Word of God says, that this woman was very desperate. Verse 27 says that she heard about Jesus. It's awesome when we hear about Jesus. It's awesome when we finally decide or figure, figure out, even as believers, that Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. A lot of times, even as believers, we search in other places for first. Before coming to the Lord. But this woman heard about Jesus. And it did something to her. And then she heard that Jesus was passing through. Praise God. So she took it upon herself. Took it upon herself. To think. And to believe. That if she could reach out. And touch the Lord, she would be healed. This is incredible faith. 
And this is something that we need in our lives. Hallelujah. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. I imagine that the multitude of people was so big and so dense that she had to fight her way through. But she had a need, and she was determined. Nothing was going to hold her back from touching the Lord Jesus Christ. I imagine that she had to fight herself through, elbow her way through, maybe even jump over a few people. I don't know. But she was focused. Nothing was going to stop her because she didn't have any other options. She was hopeless. She was dying. Word of God says that she reached out. I imagine she got as close as she could and then took a leap like those football players that reach out for a pass. She was reaching out for the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God says that she thought, if I, ha- if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately, her bleeding stopped. And she felt in her body, and she felt in her body that she had been freed from her suffering. She immediately felt. She immediately received what she needed from the Lord. Just by reaching out and touching the Lord Jesus Christ. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from his from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked who touched my clothes the lord was walking and he immediately stopped he felt the power the healing power being released into that woman and he stopped there in the middle of all this multitude And he asks a question, who touched my clothes? And the disciples, being ever present, they tell him, Jesus, you see all these people crowding against you, and yet you ask, who touched you? But Jesus asks again, who touched me? Hallelujah. Who touched me? Even though all these people were around him, there was a personal connection between that woman and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we need in our lives. A lot of us are like the crowds, we're following Jesus. But yet, we're not touching him. We're following Jesus, yet he doesn't stop and have a relationship with us. 
because we are not willing to touch him the way this woman did in faith. He asks, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened, came and fell at his feet. And trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. We see here that the woman comes and tells the Lord, it was I. And the Lord, you know, has a relationship. The Lord, among all the people that were there, numbering perhaps in the thousands or hundreds, the Lord stops for this one woman and speaks to her. And that's what the Lord will do. If you reach out and you, by faith, touch him, whatever your need might be, whatever you're going through in life, if you just touch the Lord, if you just come to the Lord, and you know, sometimes it may be difficult. Sometimes you may have to go through a crowd of things that the enemy will put between you and the Lord. All kinds of emotions. All kinds of situations that will keep you from touching the Lord. Can you imagine if this woman had given up? If she would have seen the crowd and said, oh, the crowd's too big. But she was determined. And that's what we need in our lives also. We need to be determined. No matter what obstacles you have to face. No matter, sometimes we, we feel like uh, we don't have the energy. We don't have the strength. We feel like we have too many other things to do. All those are obstacles that keep us from the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The second person that we're going to see in the word of God is also found in Mark. So you don't have to go too far in your Bible. I'm not going to make you look an unknown prophet. You just have to turn a few pages. We'll look at Mark chapter 10, verse 46. We see another determined individual that wants to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. The word of God says, Then they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were living the city, a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Again, we see Jesus traveling through. And again, we see a large crowd around him. It seems like there was always a large crowd around Jesus. And it says here that there was this man. 
he also had a need. He was blind. And since he was blind, back in those times, they had to sit you by the side of the road and beg for money. They didn't have any programs available for disabled people. If you're disabled or if you had a need, you had to be out there, okay? And the Word of God says that this man was there by the roadside. And he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth passing by. And he began to shout. He didn't have the ability like the woman to go out and reach for Jesus. But he takes another avenue. He begins to shout. He says, I'm going to make noise. We see here another hopeless person, another desperate person. And he begins to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And it's interesting the way these scriptures parallel. Because when he started shouting, the Bible says that many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Obstacles. You know, they were trying to maybe shame him into being quiet. They were trying to keep him from bothering Jesus. It doesn't say here, but maybe it was somebody that was close to Jesus. Maybe it was somebody that was like a a disciple that didn't want this man bothering the Lord. Yet the Bible says he was determined because it says, but he shouted, he shouted even more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. He was calling out. I believe he was calling out with all that he could, with all the air in his lungs. Jesus was passing by. And I believe somebody had told him about Jesus because he knew about Jesus. And he was thinking, this is my opportunity. I have to call out to him. And the Bible says that Jesus stopped. Isn't that awesome? When you call out to Jesus, Jesus will stop. When you call out with all your heart, with all that you have in you, when you get to a a place in your life where there's no other way, when you don't know what to do, and you start calling out to Jesus, he'll stop. And the Lord said, call him, bring him. So the Bible says they brought him. They called on the blind man and they told him, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throw, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped up to his feet and came to Jesus. 
And this is what the Lord asks him. What do you want me to do for you? Remember, we serve a God of the impossible. We serve a God that says, call to me. And now here, the Son of God is asking this man, what do you want me to do for you? Hallelujah. Can you imagine? And we're the same. If we call out to the Lord, if we really get into his presence, if you receive him as Savior, first of all, then he will hear your voice. And he will say, what do you want me to do for you? I believe that as believers, we have an opportunity to have a personal relationship with the Lord every day. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. I speak to the Holy Spirit every day. Like Pastor Stormy says, I, when I'm driving, when I'm at work, when I'm at home, he's a personal, he's real, and I speak to him, and I tell him, help me, and I, t- and I thank him, and I worship him for all that he's done in my life. The man tells him, Bartimaeus tells him, Rabbi, I want to see. I want to see something that's impossible for man. No matter what your situation, remember, we serve the God of the impossible. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately. Again, we see the word immediately. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. That's, that's more awesome to me than anything else, that he followed Jesus, <laughs> that he followed the Lord. So we see here two different people that have received the impossible from God. And you may say, oh, brother, that was just in the Old Testament. That was back when Jesus was on the earth. But I want to share with you that it's still for us today. We serve the God of the impossible. And he's available 24 hours a day for us. The last person I want to share with you about is found in Acts chapter 29. Acts chapter 29. If you find it, say amen. (laughs) There's not an Acts 29 in the Bible. (laughs) It only goes to Chapter 28. But it has been said that the book of Acts is a living chapter of the church. This is where the church was born in the second chapter of Acts when we received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. In the spirit. So you say, why are you looking at chapter 28? I mean, 29. I believe that we all each individually live, live chapter 29. And it starts in our lives when we receive Jesus as our Savior. When we're born again. My chapter 29 says, Daniel Berlanga was born in the summer of 1975 in the reign of King Richard Nixon. That's my, my beginning. My born again experience. You see, I was raised in the church, but I, didn't, I had to receive him as my Savior. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because about three years ago, on June, it's almost been three years ago, on June the 11th, 2011, I was at a point in my life where I was in a hopeless situation. I got up that day. Had to be at the church where I, where I pastored. But my plans were changed completely. I got up and I was starting to get ready. I jumped out of the shower and going through my routine in the morning. When I got a real bad pain in the back of my head. I've had migraine headaches. But this was like a hundred times worse. What had happened is I had stroke hemorrhage in my brain told my wife honey I think I'm really sick she called 911 called an ambulance they strapped me in and I was going down Indiana Avenue on my back and I was really feeling sick that pain was just bad in my head and I knew that it was serious so I started thinking, what do I do? Then I said, well, if it's time for me to leave this earth, I guess I'll pray. <laughs> so I started praying for my children, my grandchildren, my family, my wife. And I could feel death right on me. And it got to the point where I actually felt my spirit leave my body. It was as if something separated from me. And I was apart. I was, I believe I, I died. And then I was in uh, what seemed like a fog, but a very brilliant fog. And I was thinking, I guess I'm dead. It happened very quickly. A lot of thoughts went through my mind. <laughs> One of the thoughts was, Pues aquí colgué los tenis. The translation is, Here I hang my tenis. 
it's a, it's a Spanish slang for death. And as I, as I was dying, as I was leaving my body, I was praying in the spirit, praying, praying in tongues within myself. I was praying in the spirit. And as I was in that place, I felt or I heard a voice tell me, are you ready to come home, my son? And before I could answer, I was going to say, yes, let's jump into it. Because at that very instant, I felt uh, at the same time as I was in that place, I felt a peace that I've never felt before. A peace, like the word says, that passes all understanding. And at the same time, I felt a joy. Oh, my God. I've never been so happy in my life. Not even when I got married. I don't know if Stella's here or not. But I've told her that. I had a joy that was just awesome. There's no words to describe that joy. But I tell you, the greatest thing that I felt was God's love. Oh, there's just no words to describe the unconditional love that just wrapped itself around me. It went through me. It was in all of my being. I felt God's love. Now I know why the word says that God so loved the world. Now I know why the word says God is love. But before I could answer, yes, Lord, here I am. He asked me, or do you wish more time on earth? First thought that crossed my head was, I didn't know I had a choice, Lord. I didn't know I had a choice. Immediately, I began thinking about things. My family, my wife, my daughters, my granddaughters. At that point, Cynthia still hadn't delivered KKs. So my, one of my first thoughts was, God, I want to go back and see this grandchild that's not yet born. So I said, Lord, if it's possible, give me more time. Instantly, I was back in my body. When I left, my pain was gone. But I remember when I... Came back, I felt the pain again. When I got to the hospital, the doctors told my wife, this is the sickest man we have in the hospital right now. They also told her, what your husband has, half of the people don't make it in, and the other half don't make it out. You need to call your family. But we serve the God of the impossible. Even today, even in your individual life, you have that opportunity to know God, to know the Lord Jesus Christ, to have the Holy Spirit as your best friend. If you only reach out to him. If you only call out to him. 
it's available for you, for us. I don't know if anybody is going through difficult times in your life like this woman or maybe like blind Bartimaeus. But I can tell you right now that Jesus is your answer. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you're going through physical problems or emotional problems, relationship problems. But we serve the God of the impossible. And you know, down through the ages, down through this generations that we've, that people have lived since the time of Christ, these same words echo through, who touched me? Who touched me? Who is willing to pay the price of overcoming all the obstacles and reaching out and touching the living God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Or maybe it's these other words that say, what do you want me to do for you today? The Lord is here. And he is the Lord of the immediately. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. Whatever your need is tonight, know that there is an answer. Sometimes it may not be the answer we are seeking. But God will give us the comfort and the strength that we need. We we just need to reach out and touch the Lord. We just need to do what Bartimaeus did and call out to him with all that we have in our innermost being. And you know what? Jesus will stop and Jesus will minister to you. Let's stand. And let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we approach your throne. And we acknowledge you, O Lord, O God, as the God of the impossible. We believe that your word is faithful and true. And your word tonight tells us, call to me and I will answer. And I will show you great and unsearchable things that you did not know. Father God, I just pray that we will be able to reach out. And touch the son that you sent into this world to save us, to heal us. That we may be able to reach out and touch him like this woman did. That we may be able to call to him. And know, Lord, that you will stop. And that you will help us to, through whatever that we are going through. Doesn't matter, Lord, what the obstacles are. We need to stay focused on you, Lord. Whatever need, whatever situation, Lord, that anybody may be going through tonight, Lord, I just pray that their faith may be multiplied tonight, Lord, from hearing your word. Lord, we just love you and we thank you, Lord. If we are not going through difficult times in our lives, 
Lord, we just thank you for your word. And we thank you for you are with us during this time. And prepare us, Lord, to remember your word in times of need, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We praise your holy name. God, you are real. Jesus, you are real. Holy Spirit, you are more real than this world. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.